We've all had that neighbor, the one that has no personal space, the one that insists on helping on a menial task just to talk to you for an hour. It's one of the worst positions to be in, but unfortunately, we've all been Vern. Before starting these movies, I truly thought this would all be a bit. I explain more on that on the show, because how can you take this seriously? Well, Jim Varney is the reason. And in this first part of three on the Ernest franchise, we look into the early days of Ernest and how Jim Varney took a local commercial character, commercials, and turned him into a multi-million dollar brand. Because while we've all been Vern, there can truly only be one Ernest. I can't believe I'm saying this, but ladies and gentlemen, this is Serial Killer, the Ernest franchise. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Horror Show Show. It dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. And welcome to the first episode of Serial Killer for 2024. And as a horror podcast would, we are obviously covering Ernest P. Warren. Ernest P. Warren. I am yes. so excited to do this episode. Like, you have no idea yeah. how excited I All am. Right. The thing that excites me the most... Well, also, before we just, like, totally hop in, let's shout out Patreon people. So we skipped a week last week, and I forgot to put up a filler and just let everyone know we were taking the week off. But, so thank you to everyone that listened last year and who tuned into that last live show of 2023 that was a doozy that was a doozy yeah that was that was fun so fucking fun and if you missed it you missed out there is a replay available so i guess you didn't miss out but you can (laughs) join them live the live is the best experience man you don't know like we drank so much fucking eggnog it was insane it was disgusting it was disgusting we had a great time don't remember watching the movie at all i just do well not a not a great sell here for for joining joining a movie watch along, but the last two that and the one that we do with Paul, the House of a Thousand Corpses oh, yeah. in, in November. I don't remember a lick of the movie for either of them. So that's fine. We're just the filler anyway. You guys get to watch the movie and enjoy it, and true, and then enjoy us being stupid. We don't interrupt the movie. But anyway, I just wanted to thank everyone for that, and thank everyone for a great 2023 for the show. Now we're going to kick it off with some children's <laughs> movies. <laughs> children's movies, maybe not children's movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's let's tackle it right off the bat. I mean, it is geared towards children. For sure. <laughs> Are, they're not. They're not children's movies. They're not. <laughs> I mean, there's Ernest is a bizarre individual. <laughs> Ernest is a bizarre individual. Thinking of thinking, thinking of Jim Varney, like we were robbed. We, we he should have he should have he should still be here. You know, he passed away of lung cancer at a at a young age. He was only like fifty, right, in yeah. the year two thousand. And man, he I I just I know it sounds insane to say this about Ernest, <laughs> like, like Ernest P. World movies, but 
he was a great comic actor like jim carrey does the comic like he's like a human cartoon character right. you know but jim's right there with him in my opinion like jim jim carrey had better like scripts yeah. more budget for a movie it had more like actors with him yeah you know so so his products are are undeniably better but jim varney's a fucking force so yes i agree and i'm gonna follow up your thought with my very similar take but i just when we chose this earnest thing and everyone was like yes you have to do earnest you have to do earnest originally it was almost a bit and it definitely morphed into a bit because i was like let's just talk about Ernest like he's a real person like just cover Ernest as if it's Ernest. this is his career these are just movies he was in things like that i after watching these three movies i could not do that just because jim varney is so fucking good that i could not i couldn't do that to him he's these movies are so good. Making the Ernest character is fucking nuts. Dude, like, I'm sure there's other people that have done this because it was a thing, but like, Ernest is an early viral sensation before the internet. Before the internet. This guy was making fucking commercials and he makes up this fucking character, Ernest just on the fly he was doing stand-up comedy with a lot of voices and stuff which you can watch on youtube and i suggest you do because he fucking kills good. and he's, he's just good. telling stories but then just doing all the voices and all the characters and he develops this earnest character for commercials and so by the way so i i didn't do as much research as i would have liked i did do a lot on earnest but i didn't get into like john cherry yet who i want to read more on and watch some interviews with him yeah we have more segments yeah but John Cherry and his partner, what's his name? Cardin, something Cardin. They find Ernest, or they find John, uh, God damn it. They find Jim Varney, and he puts together this Ernest character, and they just start selling it to local commercials in the Tennessee area. Tennessee, New Orleans, yes. various things in that area, Oklahoma. Those commercials start in... What year do I have here? In 1983. 19, 1980. 1980 is the first commercial. Yep. 1980. In 1983, he makes his first video special. And in 87, he is a full-length movie in theaters based on a fucking character that was made to advertise an amusement park. Correct. Correct. That's nuts. And how does anyone even find out about him? Because none of the commercials were national. Dude. It, like you said the, the viral thing he is the original viral star yeah like you, it's incredible and i was reading that like executives for disney went to some parades like a christmas parade or something yeah. and mickey mouse was on the float but so was ernest because it was in like tennessee right yeah. so ernest was in like the float behind it and ernest got the biggest pop out of the crowd and supposedly the two guys from disney were like this absolutely does not make sense like who the fuck is this guy it's just a guy wearing a, a jean jacket vest and a hat making silly faces and he got a bigger pop than mickey mouse so they after seeing that they're like let's go talk to that guy and let's try and get him into the business like get him with us the, it's crazy now was he associated with disney i don't i don't know if he was yes, other than ernest was ernest was associated with disney 
That's interesting. Cause I was wondering, so he did a video, which I'll, it comes into this timeline. He did like a video for Disney hyping up Splash Mountain. He also did yes. like Disney the shows. Of Splash Mountain. Yeah. 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 The, the yeah. video to be like, we just made a new ride and we want you to come ride it. And they did that by putting Ernest into Splash Mountain. Dude, truthfully, I think that is my introduction to Ernest because my parents would buy like Disney VHSs, which mm. again, kind of talking about like pretty viral. They would sell VHSs of just like not full movies, just chopped up things. Like, yeah. Songs from certain movies. So it's just like a smorgasbord of shit. And I, re- I distinctly remember them having the Splash Mountain one because we hadn't been to Disney World yet. And Ernest was, was, unveiling it i was like who the hell is this guy and like he's just talking through the entire ride and then there's the big drop and he's just like you freaking out i was like oh my god this guy's awesome and i i really think that was my my first introduction to him i don't know what my introduction was i do know that these three movies specifically were in existence for all of my memory of my life yeah. that yeah. i had been watching these since i i remember my mom had to pay i was little and my mom had to pay like because oh, i don't know why mo- remember when video stores would charge you like 150 dollars if you like lost a tape or broke a tape yes. because they were like yes. that's what it costs to replace one and you're like i could go to the store and buy it for fucking 20 dollars. what the fuck are you saying but anyway my mom had to pay 150 dollars for Ernest saves christmas because she left it on the roof of her fucking car and drove away and it just fucking shattered on Route 10. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine paying that much money for Ernest Saves Christmas. I would. Let me rent, rent a movie again. Well, let's, we'll get into our, our rankings shortly because I have some thoughts about these three. But I remember, I was only five. I was only five. So I'm going to be six. But I remember Ernest Goes to Jail being at theaters. Like I remember seeing the posters. And I remember... The, the select kids that were allowed to see it in first grade, like talking about it, which I remember Mr. Mr. Matt Jackham. <laughs> well, that makes a lot of fucking sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of fucking sense. Internet or not internet, like typical grade school, like from the cartoons, grade school bully. Meathead. Yeah. yeah. Like, Although arguably like not malicious, just, too stupid to know better yeah (laughs) truly like a true like me ed so jim so i i can't even tackle this pretending that it's Ernest because jim varney just does so fucking good and his character the characters he creates and what he's doing and the way he's acting on screen is just nuts and to connect to children like he did to make this fucking idiotic character into something fucking massive is crazy again a commercial a commercial for an amusement park and he's just winning people over with just like the hey Vern, you know what i mean like that's that's what he's saying and people are like losing their fucking mind. dude a local amusement park near bowling green kentucky and he becomes nationwide that's like in connecticut we have quasi right or lake compounds yeah nobody in tennessee gives a fuck about quasi amusement park in Connecticut. And I, I I don't think there's a single person that could pitch it that well that would make somebody interesting. No, no. He, he it was just like the perfect timing and he knocked it out the park. Absolutely knocked it out the park. And I 
I, I'm laughing right now to myself because <laughs> I just spit all of myself too. Because <laughs> the people listening that got <laughs> that that were furious at us for our takes on our original run, you know, you know shitting on beloved movies, <laughs> and here we are just being like, Ernest P. Worrell is God's gift to cinema. <laughs> I truly believe it, though. But I, I have nothing bad to say about it. I have nothing bad to say. And and you said pitching it to children. Did you know? Were you aware of the TV show? Uh, hey, Vern, it's Ernest. I had watched it when I was a kid. It was on. Oh, okay. It was on this like family thing. I, but we can still have access to it. I found one site that we could watch it on on Vudu, but we got to pay for it. <laughs> hey, I'm fine. Does it go to the to the Varney estate? I, it better yeah and I'll, I'll pay for it because i i, I want to watch it and it does take place during this time frame of these three movies it's right after christmas 1988 but it's a cool show and he won a daytime emmy for he it he won a daytime emmy 1988 one season cbs saturday mornings it was called avern it's Ernest, and he won a daytime emmy for outstanding performer in a children's series and he beat Fred Rogers from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, Barbara Billingsley for Muppet Babies, Sonia Manzano for Sesame Street, and Ringo Starr for Shining Time Station. <laughs> Yo, Ringo is a stretch. This Ringo was great. That's probably his best performance ever, <laughs> musically or otherwise. Remember when they replaced him with, with George Carlin? George Carlin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> And also, let's not forget, let's not, let's add to this lore a little bit. Not only does he become this viral sensation, how many characters come out of a commercial and make full length movies out of a a television commercial character? For, again, a local amusement park. Because remember the guy, the, the caveman for Geico. Geico. That's what I was going to mention. Yeah. They had their own TV show, but it was like Nick Kroll, you know, <laughs> yeah. being one of the cavemen and it sucked, but they, you know, that was a, that's a nationwide company. Yeah. And that show was universally hated. <laughs> yes. So Jim, Jim doing this is so impressive. I can't, I can't. That's what I'm saying. Like that, everything about this, as I was watching it, I was like, this is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. And also the movies like, okay. As we get into them, but movies, not that fucking great. Like, let's be real. Like, well, uh, Christmas from a, from a like store. Well, Christmas actually has a beginning to end story that tracks. Yeah. Camp, jail, jail, jail. Camp in jail is fucking psychotic. <laughs> jail is honestly psychotic. Jail, what they do to, to the character of Ernest. Jail, jail is also nuts because the, the first 30 minutes have nothing to do with the movie. Then he's just like, oh, by the way, I'm going to jury duty. And that's when the movie starts. And that's like 25 minutes in. Well, I mean, I think John Cherry gets his jollies by doing that because the start of camp, like <laughs> shaman ritual, like, what are you, t- what are you doing? <laughs> it's an earnest movie. <laughs> oh my God. So that's, that's that's what we got with Jim Jim Barney and Ernest here. So after he does his commercial, well, while he continues to do his commercials in 1983, he makes a video special called Hey Vern, It's My Family Album. I watched it. It was okay. It was pretty good. It was fine. It was a lot of his other characters 
Ernest was more of used as like, these are my relatives. And then you get to see them all. And I will say that that includes pa, er, pa, pa Worrell, which is Ernest's dad. <laughs> which, of course, is Jim Varney. And then, but a child pretending to be Ernest as a child wearing the same clothes, which I, I did like. And by the way, this guy was doing press, like major press in 1984. He was on Good Morning America in 1984 doing interviews about Ernest. A commercial. <laughs> Bringing a guy out about a commercial. He hasn't even made a movie yet, and he's on made Good Morning America. Or a TV show. He just had that, that short that special, that yeah, which was yeah. direct-to-video. That's <laughs> nuts. Good Morning America. In 1985, he makes Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. Yes, and, and I want to give a shout-out to... I want to give a shout-out to our listener, Zach, long-time listener. I'm not going to say his government last name, but he, he knows who he is. He is the one that was like, you got to watch Dr. Otto before you do these. And uh, I did. Did you watch Dr. Otto? I did. Thoughts on Dr. Dr. Otto. <laughs> right after we all just went nuts over Jim Barney. It's insane. It's just chaos. It's just fucking chaos. It's chaos. It, okay. It, listen. Jim, Jim is honestly great in that right? yeah the characters that he's doing like he's doing australian characters he's just knocking the accents out of the park and yeah. again he's just a real life cartoon character he yeah. is transforming before your eyes with like minimal makeup just doing whatever character he's playing there is no need for dr otto and what was it the gloom doom beam the gloom beam <laughs> yeah the, the, the yeah the glue the riddle of the gloom beam yeah first off i don't know what the riddle was uh, but there is that movie has no business being 90 minutes. If that was like a 30 minute short, it would be yes. Awesome. Yes. You narrowed it down. You know, so they just cut it down to like a couple characters. It's fine, but it's just a fever dream chaos. Right. I don't know what, I don't right. know what happened. And Ernest is, appears in it at the beginning. Uh, does for several seconds. He is mysteriously whisked away and he won't show up until the end. And it turns out it's not Ernest. It's Dr. Otto disguising himself as Ernest P. Worrell. <laughs> Which is just a fucking hilarious concept. And then hits you with a, have a nice day, know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like not even in character at that. Just like doing whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. Um it's a mess. Cut that shit down. It would have been fine. And quite honestly, let's also just talk about how impressive it, impressive it is that he made that. And two years later, people trusted them with $3 million to make a movie. <laughs> Eight, they spent 800000 on that. It, you're right. It's the same people. John Cherry directed right. it. John Cherry and Coke Sam's wrote it. And Jim started it. You're going to get them for the rest of our lives. Yeah. 86 and 87 they start releasing compilations of his commercials as videos for sale and they broke sales records in the vhs world selling compilations of commercials which by the way those local commercial those local companies in tennessee got the biggest bang for their fucking buck they could ever have imagined they probably paid Ernest like 200 fucking bucks to make those commercials <laughs> and now they're being shown across the country i would argue they paid him 
way less. They probably got him a fucking six pack. Just do what you got to do. <laughs> Uh, and that brings us to Ernest's first feature movie. Ernest goes to camp released in theaters, May 22nd, 1987, $3.5 million budget, 23.5 box office. But, but I saw on the news in the news, I found a news clip from that time. Okay. <laughs> hoping you just turn on the news <laughs> they're talking about Ernest. i, I don't honestly have and i'd be like can't we couldn't it. we couldn't record this episode <laughs> no. simulation would be confirmed like, we're not real <laughs> uh but in the news in 1987 in an interview with Ernest, they claimed that this was actually a 27 million dollar box office so i'm gonna go with that um hey it was number 48 on the 1987 box office one behind Hoosiers and one ahead of Raising Arizona. Yeah. It was ahead of Jaws the Revenge. See, you know what, though? I don't, I don't want to say these facts. Because when I wrote down the movies it was ahead of, I forgot that they split. Like, some of them came out. Yeah, you'll see, like, a huge hit from 1986. Yeah. That just kept making money. Yeah. yeah. I was like, holy shit, it beat fucking three amigos that's nuts it did not <laughs> it did not at all wait i want to see that so jaws the revenge it did beat jaws the revenge it did beat wall street which i had it beating it did not beat <laughs> wall street did significantly better <laughs> than that we also like you also have to take take into consideration too like the movies that got 1987 releases but came out like christmas day and they're like the biggest movies of all time you know they're gonna make more well that's true too that's actually that's a great point yeah three amigos did better no he they did beat superman four they beat superman four <laughs> of course it, <laughs> it beat hellraiser beat prince of darkness creep show two hamburger hill paul's gonna be devastated oh. <laughs> So somebody picked Paul up off the floor after that factoid. <laughs> oh man. But he beat a lot of them, man. And and you know, what was it? 48 he came in on that one? 48. Yeah. It's a hell of a number. For Ernest P. Worrell going yeah. to camp. Yeah, in a first movie. So like as as much exposure as he did have, he also this is his first major exposure. This is this is national exposure. Yeah. So before his one season TV show. Yeah. Like, people in Connecticut didn't know about Ernest. No. no. So aside from Ernest's debut, we meet Jake Quizlet and Eddie Quizlet in this movie, which is the big screen debut of Gaylord Sartan. What a fucking yes. name. This guy. This guy will be hanging around a while. He'll be in Saves Christmas and goes to jail. I think that's actually his last one, though. He's not in uh, Scared Stupid? I don't think so. I didn't do notes up to Scared Stupid, so... Yeah, no, he's not in Scared Stupid. That's it. That's it. And he was also in The Haver and Finish, but we're only talking about the movies now. But If you were on our live show for Jack Frost, you would have seen his face 
numerous times during our clips. <laughs> <laughs> I would play it now, but it just wouldn't work on the audio. But yeah, you got to join in to get the, the video drops of Gaylord Sartan. <laughs> Who is fucking great? I, yeah, I, I love him almost as much as I love the guy who plays Bobby, who I'll get to a little bit later. Bill but, Birch. Yes. But he's not in this one. He is not in this one. He will he will join us in the next movie. That man is still alive. That man outlived John Cherry and <laughs> Jim Barney. Jim Barney. That's, that's fucking nuts. He was born in the Great Depression. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking fact. That's crazy. And he dude, dude, I, looked 80 in these movies. And he's in, I think he's in one of the shorts before this. Yes, yes. But, he 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 knew they, Ernest they fired Bart him. Too. Yeah, they fired him from camp because of his acting skills. The man doesn't utter a line of dialogue. Well, maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Uh, you all you think they brought him back or like he can't talk. Yeah, so, you're just gonna fucking act like a lunatic, which is great at. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, fine with that. <laughs> so in this one, they brought they brought in Daniel Butler, Butler to be Eddie Quizlet. He was and we saw him in Doctor Otto. He does come back in Scared Stupid. Yes. So so yeah. the Ernest universe is is real. It is very fucking real. The Ernieverse. The Ernieverse. Now I don't think we're gonna. I, we can't go into like super details in each one. So I just have some rough notes on this. And anything you want to add, just stop me. And we can we can go ahead and add to that. So, Ernest, yeah, before before you hop hop into your notes, can we just hit some of the cast real quick? Because there is some. Oh, actually, the cast good. is actually pretty good. Yes, please do that because I I saw it and I was like, I'll bring it up, and then forgot to bring it up. So we have Victoria Racimo as Nurse Saint Cloud. Should I watch on John Frankenheimer's prophecy? But we do have John Vernon, who is yes. awesome in everything that he does, and I love him because as I was watching. Ernest goes to camp this time. I just couldn't believe that John Vernon was like not going. He was actually taking his role as a villain seriously and and like delivering lines like an asshole. His facial expressions, especially especially at the end when he's trying to murder Ernest P. Whirl, trying to commit murder of of the hero of our story in a kids movie. Uh, He looks genuinely like concerned that his gun is not killing Ernest. And then he looks genuinely scared. It's like, I can't believe John Vernon is acting this hard in an Ernest movie. So shout out to John. If you don't know who he is, he's he's, de- he's the dean in Animal House. Yes. He's a killer clown from outer space. He's a dirty hair. Great, great actor. Amazing. Uh, we have Iron Eyes Cody as Chief St. Cloud. This is his last film. Yep. He was in a ton of Westerns in the 30s and 40s. We have Lyle Alzado at Bronk. I think that's what his name, right? Gronk. Bronk. Not Brock. Yes. Bronk. Bronk. Yeah. Okay. And that <laughs> guy's a, that guy's like a, a an action, like shitty action. Yes. Who's who? You've seen him in movies if you like shitty nineties and eighties action yeah. movies. He was a defensive end for the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Browns, and he once fought Muhammad Ali in an exhibition match. That's fucking insane. Did he yeah, win? Pretty nutty. Of course, he did. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't end up like a follow Creed's exhibition. A murder. <laughs> yeah. 
Who else we got here? I mean, a lot of a lot of the actors are one and done. Uh, yeah, you can find like some stuff like like the kid who plays Bobby goes on to be in Hollywood Hot Tubs Part Two. So oh, that that's worked out worked out great for spicy. <laughs> Scott Menville as Crutchfield. Uh, he did, he he stayed with Disney. He did a ton of voice work for all of our animation films. Mm. Jacob Vargas plays Butch Too Cool. Butch Too Cool Vargas. So he kept kept his own last name there. Uh, okay. I only wrote him down because I was trying to find information on him. He's, he's in a ton of movies, but he has the biggest letterboxed biography write-up I have ever seen in my entire life. He had to have written that. It's honestly 16 paragraphs long. I couldn't believe it. That's the only reason I wrote his name down. He's got a he lot of TV. Have. He's got a lot of TV roles. Like, Yeah, no, he's, he's around. He's working. Good for him. Yeah, and then uh, Richard Spite Jr. is Brooks. Uh, Watch Supernatural, Band of Brothers, or Jericho. That's what I got. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. There there were some big names in there. But I want to touch on something you sort of mentioned there with the gun. The gun trying to kill the main character of our movie. I have never been a person that believed... And we actually talked about this recently because we were talking about Beavis and Butthead. And we were talking about how there was like that and like, what would you call it? Like scare when Beavis and Butthead came out being like kids are fucking laying in the middle of the road because Beavis and Butthead right. did it. Beavis and Butthead tried to kill a fly with a chainsaw and that was a legitimate concern of parents that I know for a fact talked about because I heard them worried that kids would take that the wrong way and try to use chainsaws in the house and hurt themselves. Yeah, it was a, a real scare. It was a real scare. You know, you can laugh all of that off. The violence in Ernest movies, at least, <laughs> at least camp and and jail is unreal. And it's like, like, and as we said, it's not geared to children, but it definitely is. Like, especially camp, camp, camp is like, I, at least for me too. When I was a kid, I was like, this is the dream. I want to be at camp with Ernest, like. I would have been Ernest homie. Like, this looks like so much fucking fun. And the violence is like, it's, it's bizarrely high when you like really look at it and you're like, this is fucking crazy. And specifically, like you're mentioning that man is pointing a gun at Ernest with the intention to murder him. And Ernest is standing there, like saying his last wishes as, (laughs) as the gun on his, on on his head. Which, which, Sean, by the way, we will talk again about how Ernest comes to term with his own brutality. Yes. <laughs> fucking gives the gives this like, last wishes. It's last nuts. Talk. It's a nuts. It's a nuts performance again for what is supposed to be considered a child's movie. Like it's pretty fucking heavy handed. Okay, so Ernest at this camp, he is a janitor, as he will be in. Not Christmas. Christmas isn't a real outlier for the Ernest Cinematic Universe. I'm curious about the other movies as we go on, how many times he portrays a janitor. Because it was funny, because I looked up the synopsis for Goes to Jail before I watched it, and it was like, Ernest works at a bank. And I was like, oh, I guess he's not a janitor there. (laughs) Fun fact, he's a fucking janitor. He's a janitor at a bank. He doesn't work at a bank. But Ernest is a janitor. And that's like that's like the theme. Sorry, I've been jumping. Oh, yeah. You're ready, but that's like the theme in camp and jail. Is like he wants to work himself up to being a different position. 
like his his aspiration in camp is to become a camp counselor, which is a like middle aged man. It's fucking it's fucking nuts. <laughs> and like, and like, that was the time too. Like there there is no shame being a custodian. It, like now now we, we realize that like it's a great job with great benefits. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The, but that was like the butt of the joke in the late eighties. Like, oh, that guy's a janitor. Like you know, yeah, so yeah, that's sure. that's the shtick that they went with. But that's crazy that he wanted to work himself up for custodian to <laughs> camp, camp counselor. counselor, which children were in the positions in the movie. <laughs> yeah, in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the movie portrayed the other counselors as children. Now, here's a question: Did he have a romantic interest in Nurse Saint Cloud? Yes. Okay. Yes. This movie falls into an odd category, which you don't see very often, but I recently had this experience while I was watching Elf with my mom, and I was like, it's fucking psychotic that Jovi and and fucking Buddy the Elf are an item. And she's like, what do you mean? It's just a happy ending. And I was like, dude, that man is like, He's not a man. He's a child. He's he's an overgrown child. He's behaving. He has the mind of a child. Like he he's not that. That's insane. Like an adult woman could have nothing in common with Buddy the Elf. That's fucking nuts. Right. That's fucking nuts. I'm with you on that. And Ernest is in a similar camp where no adult woman should be dating Ernest P. Worrell. Especially when he's confessing to her, he's like, "God, all I want to do is be a camp counselor." And you're like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Should they? They never. That's 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 the difference. I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, they have kids in both Ernest movies. The girl at the end. I mean, the girl's always just like, you know, I you're kind of cool, Ernest, but I'm saying the fuck away from you for that reason. You just out. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's I, that's that's what I thought about camp. I didn't know that about jail. Like I picked up on it early in jail so i was able to like track that in jail in camp i i didn't remember whether how that ended yeah yeah no they, at the end nurse St. cloud just like thanks so. that it shows Ernest being a camp counselor but like well golly Vern, i did it you know? <laughs> that's fucking great yeah his i actually do appreciate that he like he did not have any like heavy love interest angles in these movies yeah he's just earnest man he's just out there flying solo brother i mean it's a fucking moron <laughs> <laughs> um and this movie this movie starts off the opening scene with earnest hall we talked about mrs doubtfire on <laughs> my dad laughed hall of fame my dad did not I, I i can attest to this my dad did not I would actually put money that my dad has not seen this entire, but, but I distinctly remember being with my cousin, Rich and Ernest goes to camp starting and my dad, like almost having a fucking hernia laughing so hard at Ernest moving the ladder. I don't know if it, dude, dude, he hadn't even fallen yet. Cause he, my dad was just laughing at like the lack of, of safety awareness of how he was shifting the ladder with his weight, but that's like doubles over laughing and left the room. <laughs> Uh, which is funny because there's a moment where he he's yeah, i want to talk to you about your dad with Ernest and his safety gear actually specifically oh it's it's actually right here <laughs> uh, we're coming up to it but Ernest Ernest is the janitor he's letting the kids in it appears most of the kids like Ernest but not all of them because they 
slam the bus window on his fingers. But the hairs. <laughs> Which is nuts. No, nobody there respects Ernest. Oh. He wins him over at the end. Also, imagine finding out that some guy greeting your kids at camp was also just like cleaning shit out of a toilet like three seconds earlier with no fucking gloves on. Do we have the ability to call Paul? <laughs> yeah, I think we do. I think we do. Wait. Oh, wait. Wait. I think... Okay. <laughs> Hang on. Because I think we can not only call Paul, but I think you'll be able to hear him when I put him on. Let's try it here. All right. Well, anyway, anyway, I wanted Paul to come on to confirm because worked for the town and there was a custodian. Was a custodian. We, we had... <laughs> We had like a town lunch for for all the workers for the town. I mean, Paul and I, Paul and I did outdoor maintenance for the schools, and this one gentleman was in charge of cooking the burgers, and this other guy refused to eat the burgers, and he called them shit burgers because earlier that day, because early, and this this is this is confirmed earlier that day, one of the school toilets, school wasn't in session, it was summer, but one of the school toilets was not flushing, and there was like a wad of paper towels stuck in it. Instead of using a plunger, the guy, the guy just rolled up his sleeve, stuck his hand all the way down it, and pulled them out. And then he was cooking the burgers after. I for sure did the not guy, wash his hand. He for sure did. <laughs> this guy, this his guy hands were always fucking grimy. He do. He also had the biggest fucking hands I've ever seen. Okay, well, that's also why I wanted to call Paul because the first time we ever worked for that guy, he bought us donuts. And he got me a Boston cream, so you know, I has like the chocolate, the chocolate frosting on top. And he reached into that bag and palmed the palmed the frosting part of it to the point where it was like coming out of the fingers and handed it to, handed it to me like that. <laughs> it was so fucking vile. And I had to like pretend to be excited to eat this donut. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh well, what a story. <laughs> we'll have to get Paul into to do that maybe on the live maybe on the live the Ernest live <laughs> Ernest so so the kids don't love him er, we go to Ernest who's wearing life vest and floaties around his wrist and safety goggles all of this to put a wood step on a lifeguard chair and that's when I thought about your dad and his safety regulations he's probably like thank god this guy's <laughs> this guy fucking gets it uh, You're a thousand percent right. He's like, but he'd probably be like, "You're still missing a fucking hard hat, though." A fucking amateur. Don't waste time because we have two more movies to talk about. But let's just. But my dad came. All I wanted Wait. was for him to, like pull the ladder. Do we want to save it? Save it for Patreon. Save it for Patreon. Yeah, save it for Patreon. Right. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna do a Patreon episode. That'll be fun after this. So he's so after that he's lamenting to Nurse St. Cloud, an adult nurse. That he wants to be a camp counselor. And we also learned that he's terrified of shots. Which I thought was insane at first. I was like, that's nuts. That's stupid. A grown man being afraid of needles. She pulls out the largest shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like an Acme Looney Tune shot. Again, he's a real life cartoon. <laughs> he, he really is. And in this moment. <laughs> best. The best line of the movie. It's a moment. <laughs> That is so bizarre and caught my ear so hard. Like I was probably like looking at something else. Cause I just remember looking up and being like, I think I was like typing something for my notes probably. And I was like, that's not what he said. Was it? That can't be what he Ernest 
referenced here for no reason, but he gets the shot and he has a visceral reaction where he's just like, and he's like screaming. And do you have the exact quote written down? I do actually, because I couldn't believe it either. Please read it. I don't have the exact quote. He says, and I quote, I did it. I took the Lindbergh baby. I am Joseph Mengele. This is directed to children. Why is he <laughs> referencing the angel of death, Joseph Mengele, on a fuck? Why would you reference that regardless? What does that even mean? Why is he even saying those things? Regard- well, well, because nobody knew where Joseph Mengele's whereabouts was. You know, he, he escaped Germany. He yeah. went to Argentina. So admitting that is fucking nuts because there was that rumor that he, he was in the States. Yes. Pe- people do believe that he came here and people, people believe that the government was using him. So if that, what he said, you can go so deep into, but sure. saying it regardless is fucking psychotic. Also, I took the Lindbergh baby fucking psychotic. Somebody was executed for that, but most people, <laughs> most people don't believe he actually kidnapped the Lindbergh baby, but both things he said, you can go down some big conspiracy holes. It's a very odd thing to yell when you're getting a shot. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're making a children's movie. Dude, admit, admitting the crimes every time you, you feel like an ounce of pain. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy. And while Ernest seems to be a great guy in this movie, he does he has some questionable tactics with children, including letting them blindfold him while he's driving a fucking bus full of children to the camp and you're like oh that's funny that he didn't get into an accident but then he turns around and talks to him and gets into an accident (laughs) once once the things have been lifted and also the way Ernest flings himself from that bus after he fucking love taps the bus in front of him is nuts. <laughs> this poor back. Dude. That did not look like a stunt man. And I don't know how you would have performed that stunt. Cause he just hits the fucking ground. <laughs> he hits the fucking ground. Also, this camp doubles as a working camp for criminal children. Yeah. Which is another very odd choice. <laughs> And through this, Ernest starts wreaking havoc. He breaks a counselor's legs by accident, which allows him to be a somewhat of a camp counselor, right? Like he's not a f- official camp counselor. Right. But he's overseeing like the, understudy. the criminal children. Yeah. the understudy. But he gets to oversee the criminal children and a lot of hijinks ensue. And a wh- lot. A while Not this- limited to what's his name, Gaytan's character. I'm, I'm blanking on the character's name. Yeah, because it's different. It's Jake. 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 Yeah. Jake. Yeah. Uh, he he's like a mad scientist in this. You know. Yeah. He makes the school lunch, but he's building these contraptions, which do come into play at the end. But he's working on creating a food called eggs erroneous, <laughs> which is the funniest name for a meal ever, and looks horrifying. But like. I just love the name Eggs Erroneous. And yeah, it's a great name. It's such a good name that I like Googled it because I was like, is that a real dish? Like I could imagine that being <laughs> a real fucking dish's name. You know what I mean? 
Eggs erroneous. So good. And Ernest. Wait, where am I? Oh. Sorry. So, oh, and while this is happening, so we get the rest of the movie up to a point is now just going to be bits. Things the kids do to Ernest. Ernest reacts. Ernest does a lot of comical faces and stuff. And while this is happening. Oh, yeah. Did we mention how many times this motherfucker breaks the fourth wall? This could like it has to be a record, right? For a character in a feature film. It's more than the other ones that we watched of him way more. They, they must one, have said something to him. Yeah. And this one, he's constantly talking to the fucking. <laughs> there's, there's a scene that well, well, the opening scene. And there's a scene that's coming up when he, when he makes that grill contraption. Yes. He breaks the fourth wall four times in that scene, <laughs> like in 30 seconds, like he'll get closer to, to danger and then he'll stop. And he'll be like, <laughs> and <then laughs> look, look, looking right at the camera. <laughs> then he'll, then he'll start pulling him again. <laughs> You did his laugh so well. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So and and while this is going on, there's a corporation, and that is led by our guy John Vernon, and they want to mine for petrocyte. At I can't even pronounce the camp's name. Kikaki. I wanted to pronounce it like Pukaki myself. It's like a lot, right? Kikaki. I don't know. (laughs) They definitely say it differently. But they want to mine the camp for that. But Chief St. Cloud refuses to sell to them, which will be our plot moving forward. Is this corporation trying to just steal the land by just like invading it? Like just showing up and being like, it's ours. And everyone being like, well, it's not true. So anyway, do you have do you have any other bits in here that you you thought were funny? Because I thought the badger bit was that, one of the one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you gotta never do this to badger. Never hold disturb hold badgers. And then immediately <laughs> he's just going and then gets fucking attacked. <laughs> I like the fire ant scene. The kids bring him poison ivy, which which he's just sniffing the entire That's time. Hilarious. Uh, he's gonna need another another shop. Him. Honestly, my favorite bit, which it's not my favorite bit because it's funny. It's funny because it's so fucking beyond stupid. It's when he gets bit by a turtle on the nose, and then the kids come in and they're like, "Hey, Ernest, you got you got a turtle on your nose." <laughs> and he tries passing it off that it's a zit. The, everything involving the, <laughs> everything that's actually the funniest fucking thing. Everything involving the turtles was such a hit for me as a kid. Yeah, no doubt. And they say, dude, they sing happy together by the turtles, like together yeah. in a circle with the turtles still, still stuck on his nose. And then the, <laughs> then that song by the turtles plays the entire rest of the, it's like the score that when they're, when they're beating the bad guys, that's the song is playing the background. Wait, is this the movie where he sings that fucking ballad? Oh yeah. Gee, I'm glad it's raining. Er, er, Jim Bar does an entire musical number. Oh, wait. This is the one you sent the trivia from. Yeah. Which, yeah. Wait, so <laughs> so let's talk about that real quick. So after constantly being berated by these children who are actually evil, like like genuinely, these yeah. criminal children terrible, terrible are torturing kids. a human man, an adult man with a disability. <laughs> like they're just torturing him. 
And he sings that song, Gee, I'm Glad It's Raining, which he performed himself. Yeah, he did. And Joe sent a little bit of trivia that said, Jim Varney himself sang the song, Gee, I'm Glad It's Raining, in a single take. I can't even say this with a straight face. Reportedly, when he finished performing the song, there wasn't a single dry eye on set. (laughs) That's the craziest claim I've ever heard. Imagine you were directing an Ernest P. Worrell movie and you had Jim sing a song. You're like, you know what, that's fucking great. And you look around and the rest of your cast is just sobbing. I would shut down production immediately. Is that a real song, GM? Glad it's raining. I I hope not. That's not that song sucked. It's it's so shitty. It's so shit. Yeah, it's definitely not. But also, kind of a bop. No, it's not. No, it's not at all. That's- can we play it? There's no way anyone owns the rights to it. Yeah, you could for sure play it. All right, well, you want to? Do you want to? I, I, I don't. I don't want. You, <laughs> you insist. Well, while, while you're pulling it up, thanks, I kid. You mentioned this. Oh, there you go. No, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say I don't know if you mentioned it in the beginning. I don't think we did, but Jim was like terrified to take this role because he was like, once I do this in a feature film, I'm never going to work again. as anything but Ernest. And they said that he should, they said like he, the week before he filmed, he started filming goes to camp. He went on like a drunken bender where nobody could hear from him. <laughs> he didn't contact anybody. And he showed up looking like shit completely hung over. And he's like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. That's insane. Also, I get it. Yeah, I mean, he was like a thespian, man. He he did a lot of, like, plays and stuff like that. He really liked acting. He, he did. did Shakespeare and stuff. All right, here we go. There's always oh, something. Shit. You gotta hit that G. I'm glad it's raining. G. I'm glad it's raining. The fact There's that they gave him always something to be thankful for. I'm awfully glad. Also, it's his facial expressions in the scene. No one sees your teardrops. It was the only time I didn't love Ernest, honestly. I was just like, oh, what is this? He's like pouting. And no one knows the I, I don't like anything about this song. <laughs> well, it's good. <laughs> it's a bummer. It's <laughs> fucking good. It's a great fucking song. Anyway, we gotta we really have to wrap this up. Anyway, this all leads to Ernest getting fired. The movie culminates in an elderly man with apparently dementia, declaring physical violent war against the corporation for trying to invade the camp. This sounds like an exaggeration. It's not. Uh, that's what happened. Be- because these children w- w- wage war. They are throwing bombs at other human beings. Molotov cocktails and bombs. At men. <laughs> Dude, unleashing turtles on them to to attack them. <laughs> Parasailing. Which you could say, that's just silly. But with the precision that they launched these turtles on them and they were biting them, that's a fucking attack. That's nuts. That's a fucking attack. It's nuts. And I know we're wrapping it up. Uh, there's two group of kids who are constantly at war with each other, but they, they come together to fight the corporation. And I only bring that up because they have an initial fight, which I felt like you would have highlighted saying that's a classic ECSU 
fight because they stand up and you think they're about to you know just throw fists and they just start, start smashing their trays together and then everybody else stands up and starts doing that <laughs> that that sounds about right that sounds like something you think you were going to get like a real fist fight for once and then that they go out in the street drag everyone out we're all like oh fuck finally <laughs> yeah Somebody's going to get a comeuppance. Out, Buzz comes out with a handwritten rule of, of how this fight has. <laughs> oh, God. Which everybody obeys for some reason. And and the movie ends with the corporate CEO attempting to assassinate Ernest, which he fails because of a callback to the very beginning of the movie in which these indigenous people had some sort of ritual where you like had to dodge three weapons. Yes. Was it their ancient initiation powwow? Yeah. I don't know how that transferred to Ernest, but (laughs) (laughs) what do I know? Soon he'll turn into a magnetized individual. So (laughs) the man just has a way of obtaining powers. (laughs) I can't wait for slam dunk Ernest. Dude, honestly, I think it might be pretty good. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> you you don't know? And that's it. That's the end of Ernest Goes to Camp. He becomes a camp counselor. All is well. The children love him. They all stand up for Ernest. And and that's it. He's still working at the camp. Loves working at the camp. And the sign falls on him. And the owner of the <laughs> camp is like, well, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> so we leave. Ernest Goes to Camp. Yay, yay or nay? Yay. Hard yay. 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 Hard, Hard yay. yay. For sure. For uh, uh, excuse me. Honestly, held up better than I thought it would. Because a movie like that, it's very hard to revisit. I mean, it's very easy to revisit and be like, that was a stupid piece of shit. Yeah. I was a six-year-old that liked it. Which you may do if you watch it. But me personally, I thought it was better than expected. Yeah. And also, like, if you hate on something that's made for children for being childish, like, Get a fucking grip. Go watch something else. Like, what? just go watch an adult movie. You know what I mean? You could not like a children's movie and be like, that's right. fucking idiotic. You can say that for sure about a children's movie. But to be like, well, this is made for kids. Like people were doing to the Super Mario movie, Mario Brothers movie, the one that just came out. Right. Where they were like, this is fucking insane. It's like, it's made for children. You're like, hey, dingbats. Go watch the Bob Haskins one. That's for adults, baby. Yeah. (laughs) So immediately following that, 1987 to 1988, that movie's a hit. He comes out with Ernest Saves Christmas, November 11th, 1988. $6.5 million budget, $30 million box, according to the news. Number 36 at the box office. The highest grossing Ernest movie. Hell yeah. What a guy. Beats Friday the 13th, New Blood, Halloween 4, Cocoon 2, Poltergeist 3. A who's who's who of films. Did we both do this? Like not telling each other? We we did do this. Not about that. That's nuts. When you said it, I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, come on. I thought I was being so clever adding all that shit. (laughs) That's funny. That's awesome. Auntie Nelda. Also, I love I love that we have two movies left to do and we're already an hour into it. Yeah, we're Buck, gonna buckle well, up, everybody. Christmas, I have zero notes for. 
I watched Saves Christmas twice. We've talked about it on the show and Patreon a few times, and I think our live shows like forever because we just love this one. But Auntie Nelda film debut. She was not in camp. This is the woman with the neck brace and the sun hat and the giant breasts that Jim Barney plays also. And Chuck and Bobby film debut, which is our boy Satan, but he now goes by Chuck. Satan. Sartan. 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 And Bill Burge. Remember, remember in that Halloween, that first Halloween one, was it Halloween Resurrection? No, not Resurrection. The first one David Gordon Green did when, he, when the doctor's name was Dr. Satan. <laughs> or was it Dr. Sartan? I just don't know. It was like, dude, was- you don't remember that? And he was like the no. fake Loomis in it. No, I remember the guy because he puts on Michael's mask and that honestly made me question my existence. Yeah, his name was like Dr. Doc- I'm going to pull it up real quick. Well, this will, we were Doc- Dr. Sartan. <laughs> Sartan, okay. <laughs> Named after Gaylord. Gaylord. Hey, I, you know what? I would. I absolutely would. Chuck and Bobby's film debut. Okay, the film was not a critical success. <laughs> Commercial success, yes. It was the highest grossing of all the five theatrical earnest films. The critics are fucking idiots because th- this is legitimately a good movie. This I'll, is I'll, a, I'll a great this is a Christmas movie. A great Christmas movie. And yeah, like, what are you ranking it? Yeah, are you ranking it against The Godfather? Sure. Like, Ernest Saves Christmas <laughs> isn't up to snuff. It's a fucking Christmas movie. Like, fucking relax. Um, yeah. And you and I talked about this before we even started doing a serial that this movie set a template for other Christmas movies, like like the Santa Claus, the finding finding Santa Claus's replacement. They Ernest did it first. We so and we actually almost mentioned that on another episode, and we were like, save it for the serial killer. So me and Joe were talking about this movie just like nonstop because we were like, this is the best Christmas movie. Like the guy that plays Santa is fucking great. The concept is. is great. And I was like, is this the first time Santa has a replacement? And somehow Joe found a list of an official list of like the concept of like, what is I forget? Santa so, successor storyline. Santa, Santa successor storyline. And Ernest is the first one. Yeah. That's fucking genius. And not only is that genius, but <laughs> done so much better than the Santa Claus. And I, I bet you some people are going to come after me, but listen to me. They no. murdered Santa. I'm with you. They killed, Tim Allen killed Santa Claus. That's Wife, nuts. Kids, <laughs> nuts. Now I did hear, I did, or I, I read, and I don't know if it's true that they kind of explained that away in the TV series that just came out. I haven't seen it. I don't know if that's true. I hope they did, but. We saw it with our own eyes. They, we saw murder they, they with our eyes. They weren't planning on making a fucking TV series 20 years later. They, they killed Santa Claus in the Santa Claus. Yes. That was, that was it. And, and Ernest, instead of doing that, Santa has the most amazing story of like, Santa has come to America because he has been watching people for year decades and he needs to find his successor. He's, he wants to hang it up and he's only going to find like the most pure of heart individual yes, that cares about kids more than anyone on earth. And he's going to find them 
and he's been looking everywhere and he found this guy in Florida that runs a television show, very Mr. Rogers-esque. And he's like, this is the next Santa. I got to go meet him. I got to go find him and make him Santa. Fucking and genius. Of course he goes. Of course he goes. And the guy's like, I don't know, get the fuck away from me. Like, of course that's not real. He's yeah. A crazy old man. The guy ends up like, he's also an actor, right? Like you said, like Mr. Rogers and that guy gets a role playing Santa Claus, but it turns out he's playing Santa Claus, in like an alien invasion movie where he, he has to shoot aliens with an assault rifle. And he's like, I can't do that. Like, I can't do this to kids. It, it's a great storyline. It, it works. And like we we're saying with the Santa successor, it's just nice that the current Santa Claus is like, Hey, I I've done this for decades. I'm ready to hang it up. I've done it for centuries. I'm going to find somebody. And that also like, I like that. Yeah. I like that mythos of Santa Claus. Yes. It's not just one guy who's just the same age forever. Right. He finds replacements. That's cool. I like it. I like it too. Also that movie I also like, is called Christmas slay. S L A Y. It's a slay, yes. Yes. <laughs> I also like two things I wanted to highlight. I like that it takes place in Florida because most Christmas movies take place in places that are snows, right? You know, people that live in California or the desert, Arizona, Florida, they don't have a lot They're of not Christmas getting representation. Right. And this one takes place there and they bring Santa Claus himself to Florida. So you are fully bought in that this is a Christmas movie. Yeah. You can make Christmas take place and like that. Like I know Die Hard's touchy subject, but Die Hard takes place at Christmas. It's California that, you know, there's no snow They they throw Christmas things in there. Die Hard's but like not this in one, Chicago. What? No, not good. Oh, not Plaza. I always thought it was Chicago. No, oh. no, no. But also the other thing I wanted to highlight that I love about Ernest Saves Christmas is what movie has the balls to not make their main character, the title character turn into santa claus why any other filmmaker yes any other movie would be like ernest ernest is going to save christmas because he's going to be santa claus he's going to deliver all the toys he's going to take the reins like somehow he's going to replace santa they don't do that ernest is ernest is barely even fucking helps ernest <laughs> is in the way 99 percent. every other every other supporting character in that movie saves christmas right ernest, ernest is just there in in like just bumbles his way through barely barely everyone there barely escapes no thanks to Ernest. and i actually love because they actually they sort of touch on it too like there's like i think somebody even says or like somehow references it to santa claus and santa claus is like listen Ernest is great but like no like what yes. do you, we like like he's like he addresses it and it's like yeah, absolutely not like that's fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He admits that Ernest is like the purest of pure heart. Right? Yeah, but Ernest like, have like a bad bone in his body. Shit. He's like, he's like, fucking look at him. <laughs> it's such a good fucking moment. <laughs> and Ernest, Ernest, the character Ernest, is at his peak in this. Right, he's doing yes. John Wayne impressions. He's talking to himself. Everything he's saying makes no sense. Like, like the guy Santa Claus himself can't pay. Right for the yes. taxi because Ernest is a taxi driver in this. He's driving like a fucking maniac. He's a terrible taxi driver, but he's good of heart. Ernest, Santa Claus does not have his wallet, and Ernest is quoting Cool Hand Luke. Right, like <laughs> no kids. What we have here is a failure to accumulate. Like, and then he gives. He's like, don't worry about paying it. 
so he's in full or full on earnest mood. Like this is the best iteration of Ernest, in my opinion, that we're going to get. Yeah, for sure. And we also get a similar ripped off thing of a jailhouse scene with Santa in jail. Yes. Yes. The Christmas Chronicles. Yes. Uh, singing. What, what is it? What are they saying? Somehow. In well, Christmas in Christmas Chronicles. It's a jailhouse whole, rock. it's a whole like routine. I don't know if it's jailhouse rock or if it's just, or not jailhouse rock. I don't know what he sings, but it's, it might be an original song, but they have like full on instruments and shit in that. Cause they hit right, CGI. Right. But in this one, Santa gets the entire prison to sing. What do they the say? 12 days of Christmas. 12 days of 12 Christmas. Days of- but it's great. But because it's like totally. And then when like Ernest breaks them out of jail, all the prisoners are like, oh, come on, Santa. Like, and like, you know, and like Ernest is like, this isn't Santa. It's part of his ploy to get Santa out. And all the prisoners are like, that's fucking Santa motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> like won them all over just like in Christmas Chronicles. So I'm just saying. Ernest, Ernest is playing with a lawyer character there. And then so good. we get to, so you, you said Auntie Nelda, but we get the snake wrangler. Dude, the snake <laughs> wrangler is unreal. Wait, the <laughs> snake wrangler might be one of his best. He's the most unhinged character I've ever seen. (laughs) Dude, the underbite that he gets that character to have is so impressive. (laughs) Dude, and the slurred speed. Everything about that character is fucking wild. And and Christmas is great because I I remember this is the one where Joe was like, this movie is just like a series of non sequiturs. And it's true. It'll just randomly cut to another earnest character. With the typical earnest shot of the camera like four inches away from his face, him doing some heinous thing with his neck that makes him look the skin <laughs> on his neck <laughs> makes him look horrifying, and it's just like human sharp oh. <laughs> and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" And then it just goes back to the movie. <laughs> it's so nuts. It's fucking crazy. Um, also, we get the, we get he's talking about other movies, Pulp Fiction, when they have the briefcase with, with the soul in it, and he opens it up and glows. Happens here with Santa Claus's bag, opens it up, and Ernest has that revelation that he's really Santa Claus. Breaks the fourth wall there, so we do get a fourth wall break. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, oh, and we get Vern. We get Vern because Vern doesn't show up in the movies. You know, uh, oh, that's you never true. see Vern. But Ernest goes to Vern's house. He's like, hey there, bud. And just starts talking a mile a minute. And like, if you didn't know who Ernest was or the backstory of Ernest, you would have no clue what's happening. In this. Right. And and Vern was a true product of the commercials. Like the whole bit of Ernest was like the guy that annoys the next door neighbor and Vern being yes. the next door neighbor. So it was always like, you know what I mean, Vern? And so Vern was this, you were Vern, basically. And it re- made you relate to... Every it related to everyone who's had an annoying neighbor that's just like constantly <laughs> no names mentioned constantly in your fucking grill. That's Ernest, you know, and we've all experienced that or known somebody that experienced that. And so that's where Vern stems from. And yeah, in Christmas, Vern is introduced as a character that you, again you don't see. It's just the camera still, and Ernest just destroys his. Ha- Dude, he, Ernest destroy what what is he doing there? <laughs> able to do that with lights. He's he's trying to extend the wall socket so it reach instead of getting an extension cord, he's trying to extend the wall socket so it reaches the lights 
on the Christmas tree and he's just pulling the wires out of the <laughs> wall. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. That is like one of the most chaotic scenes. It's so chaotic and Ernest is, and we actually cut away from it for a minute and then we come back and we get another five minutes of it. And it's not just chaotic because Ernest is doing it and screaming at the same time at Vern, just saying nothing, honestly. But then that girl that's also in this movie is also like, boy, Ernest is a real fucking idiot, isn't he, Vern? And like, you're just like, this is like the most, oh, this is the most overwhelming thing. <laughs> if I were Vern, I'd move out of state. Like, this is nuts. This is too much. But anyway, Santa, Santa's saved. Is, now, Santa's saved because of magic, I want to say. Yeah, so he he has the magic element, and the elves come, and they oh. ship reindeer. They ship reindeer to Florida, which is why we have our our Chuck, guys uh, Chuck, and, Chuck Bob. and Bobby. Yeah, literally just there to react to reindeer that fly, and their eyes reindeer right that are walking on the dude, walking on the ceiling and just under the and then it'll just cut back to them, and they're still like shocked about this happening. Which I mean, fair, but like. And it, yes so the majority of the movie will just get random shots of them being like what the fuck are we gonna do and then and finally they they alert the authorities and the police come and those two act like the police are the assholes for being in disbelief being like fuck is your problem reindeer are just walking around in circles on the ceiling (laughs) and the movie ends with the easter bunny's ears bursting out of a box behind them we were robbed. We should have had Ernest Saves Easter. I know. Like, we could have had a bunch of holiday themed Ernest. Oh my God. I mean, well, we got scared stupid. We got Christmas and we got. Yeah. We needed more though. We needed, I mean, did we need him to go to Africa? Did we need with him to go back all, to school? With all of the nostalgia now happening and people just like being like, remember this show? Remember this movie? And like remaking it or whatever. How good would fucking Ernest have been right now? Oh, Ernest, dude, you would have been hot. Dude, that would have been fucking nuts. People would have lost their fucking, like, a new Ernest. Fuck. It would would have been so bad. No, it wouldn't have, Joe. (laughs) With the big budgets and the streaming platforms, it would have been good. The problem was Ernest burned himself out. We'll get to it, I'm sure, next week, probably, but. We could have had an Ernest Pee Wee Herman crossover like why wasn't that a thing dude there is footage i'll actually get to it shortly but there is footage of Ernest. well jim varney but he is in Ernest garb and robin williams uh, i saw that doing bits together and it's fucking great because jim doesn't break and i feel like a lot of people in that situation would just laugh because like it is robin like it's robin williams like you're not going to go toe-to-toe with robin williams guess what motherfucker Jim doesn't back down, brother. He's giving it back to Robin. No one's breaking. No one's laughing. Well, they're just trying to make each other laugh, I think. And yeah. it's yeah. fucking great. Yeah. And also Disney, you know, they, they Disney could have done more, right? Because yeah. Robin was the voice of the genie. So they could have had Jim there. Jim then Jim was doing Toy Story. Slinky oh, dog. And Santa Claus in this movie, he's the Sultan. The voice of the Sultan in Aladdin. So get the fuck out of here. He looks just like <laughs> I know, I know. A little skinnier. That's but, fucking great. Yeah. That's hilarious. All right. Anything else? It's to funny. Add to- uh, so you were talking about the Robin thing. I just wanted to say 
I was watching an interview from 95. Jim had like the biggest mustache and he wasn't wearing a shtick. He was talking about, you actually have to send you this, this video. He's talking about Toy Story and the, the interviewer, I don't know who it was. It's the most infuriating watch I think I've ever watched because Jim is telling, he is doing like a joke a minute and they're honestly like laugh out loud jokes and the guy does not get them and jim will just have to pause there and be like you see what i did there <laughs> and like like explain the joke and then the guy will be like oh yeah that makes sense but then the guy's like i gotta ask you like how's how's the character of ernest doing and jim claims that ernest was like absolutely enormous in korea and like he was making bank off the later movies because korea was buying up all the all the that's fucking movies. crazy <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, it's funny to think of another country, like their representation of us is like, oh, they're earnests. Like, that's that's what Americans are like. <laughs> oh, wait, that dude. I wonder if it was like North Korea that he was big in. Because <laughs> they're like, buying oh, all the copies, but like, look at this. We got to fucking fuck that country. <laughs> this guy's a fucking menace. <laughs> Just propaganda videos. Just- this is how americans operate <laughs> you know it's great like showing them the clips of ernest doing the like <laughs> which when he added that to his repertoire is just like non-stop after after Dude, after he adds that to his uh bag of tricks because <laughs> it was just you know what i mean Vern, and that was kind of it and then it turned into the like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah the rubber man face i'm telling you man him and jim carrey should have been a duo they should have and i i have here and i will be reading from this on our next live show ask Ernest, what when oh, where God. why who cares book i mean i don't know if Ernest wrote it. well obviously Ernest didn't write it but here's here here's a travel trivia i'll just read one here with all the time we have. I'm like, we have to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> Travel trivia. What is... Dude, this is... Like, I think this is a racist th- joke. What, what okay. is the major difference between a Spanish and a Portuguese bullfight? Uh, what? In Portugal, the bull survives. Is that a joke? I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't either. Is that actually a fact? I, th- I thought he was like saying like the Portuguese <laughs> can't kill cats. That's what I meant by racism. Yeah. But you know, that's a joke there. I don't think that is. <laughs> it might actually be a fact. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's a punchline. <laughs> Do you think, dude, I'm going to Google it like I'm an Googling. asshole. I'm Googling. What's, the, <laughs> what's the difference between... I feel like I should scan this book and give it to all of our Patreon members. <laughs> That's a crazy gift, but yeah, do it. Right? Bull fights. <laughs> Cooking safety tip n- number nine with this face. Cooking <laughs> safety <laughs> tip number nine. Never cook bacon naked. <laughs> Ernest, what are you doing, bud? There's actually an awesome. Uh, they they definitely killed a bull in Portugal. Okay, had, well, <laughs> it seems like actually pretty brutal in Portuguese. <laughs> they can fight. They could bullfight on horseback. To add add to the chaos. 
<laughs> that sounds fucking like the most dangerous thing <laughs> ever. All right, here we go. Let's wrap this up. We're going to have to breeze through jail. By the way, we have a live show January 20th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are covering all of the Ernest movies in this series because there's only nine movies. Only. <laughs> there's nine movies. We're doing three episodes, three movies per episode, and then our live show this month. The live show will obviously then be a movie that we've already covered. I feel like it's going to be one of these three. So I feel like if we shortchange one of them, it's okay because we'll probably end up watching one of them. But yeah, I don't know. Should we, we're definitely going to do one of these three, right? We're not going to do. Yeah. We're going to do one of the later ones. Fuck wants to watch those. <laughs> Tune into our next episode. All right. Well, maybe we'll put it up to a vote on Patreon for, uh, for uh, which, which one to do either camp we can't do Christmas. It's a fucking month later. Camp or camp, jail or scared stupid. Camp jail or scared stupid. We could do all three of those. Yeah. So we'll we'll put that up there. But January twentieth, put it in your calendars. Join us for that. It'll be fun. Who knows what costumes we're gonna wear this time? You what, missed what us. What date th- did you say? January twentieth. That's my son's birthday party. But night should be fine. So all I think right. we'll be good. All right. <laughs> Wait, did we already talk about this? We did. <laughs> we talked about the date? Yes. When? I don't, I don't believe that to be true. When I sent you the schedule. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. I do think you <laughs> said true. that. Though. You I, did. <laughs> I might have, actually. I think <laughs> you're like, yes, this is that, but it's going to be fine. Actually, yeah. I think we have, I think, I think verbatim, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, Ernest goes to jail. Ernest goes to jail. We could do it live at your son's party for every all the other parents to see. Just have my dad. Let's get him on. Let's get him on the show. For I, I, I will. Before the show ends, we have to have him on once, and I would prefer it to be a watch along to force to just to see his reaction to the fucking movie. He won't do it, dude. Kidding me. But like, even if, for a movie, I don't. Just start fixing shit. In the background. Yeah, actually, yeah. This, I'm off. I'm against the idea. <laughs> Immediately see something in your wall and be like, I gotta fucking. I'll be right back. <laughs> His toolbox. Anyway, all right. Ernest goes to jail. Wait, so no, before that. So, Ernest, after Christmas, 1988 to 1989 is a big year. He does 12 or 13 episodes, I forget how many, of Hey Vern, it's Ernest. And a special of him going to Splash Mountain, which we already covered. I suggest you watch that special of him at Splash Mountain because it would not make me want to ride Splash Mountain. Because Ernest is like, like Ernest's reaction is so fucking nuts to riding Splash Mountain. He's he's taken off the ride with a fucking oxygen mask. (laughs) Imagine showing that to a child and being like, you want to go to Disney World? You'd be like, holy fuck. No, absolutely fucking not. They killed Ernest. <laughs> they killed Ernest. I don't know, that's funny that you say that because I'm saying it before. I, I absolutely could not wait to go to Splash Mountain. I don't think I put two and two together with the oxygen. <laughs> like, like they killed a man. 
Also, Ernest refers to himself as a splashtronaut in it. So yes, he does. So go watch that. He also does comic relief in 1989, which is important because we finally see Vern in 1989. A comedian, I forget his name, Doug Cox, I think, plays Vern very briefly. But Ernest interrupts Vern, who is in a BDSM gimp suit about to have sex with a woman. And Ernest pops. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> what? What's this called? So Google Ernest Comic Relief 1989. And you see a man walk in and he starts putting on a leather like gimp suit to have sex with his girlfriend or wife. Who knows? And then Ernest pops in the window and is like, hey, Vern, what you doing? And uh, this is the one with Robin Williams. No, 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 no. It's it's a it's like a two minute clip. It's very brief. Ernest is just hawking comic relief t shirts in the skit. Um, but he's I, like I typed in Ernest, Ernest comic, comic relief, relief. nineteen eighty nine. But just coming up with the Robin Williams. I'll send it to a- you. Avern is comic relief. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what it was called. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be real, dude. It's very real. And uh, he was in a gimp. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a gimp mask and a bra. Yeah, yeah. And then Ernest shows up, and Ernest has Ernest no idea. Bro. Ernest has no idea what he's doing. He's like, "You going to a costume party, Vern?" And you're like, "Oh my god, holy shit!" Well, I just found my Instagram post. <laughs> holy, Ernest shit, is dude. so confused, and it is it is a great. <laughs> great and awful is it canon though i don't think it's canon i think it's we have to mark this as not canon in the Vern category Vern is never seen but that is where the the Robin williams clip comes from is that night it was the same night that ernest did that on comic relief so all of that is in 1989 i'll let joe absorb <laughs> yeah dude, that was I was not expecting to learn that tonight. Holy shit. And then in 1990, we get Ernest goes to jail. Was it 1990? Yeah, 1990. $9 million budget, $25 million box. Film debuted in third place during its opening weekend. During six million, earning $6 million there. You know what it opened against? (laughs) I don't. I don't either. Uh, I don't want to know because uh, <laughs> it's probably going to be like the weakest of the week. <laughs> no, driving. Mis- oh, wait, no. You can keep talking. Oh, yeah. I sorry. I let dead air happen because I like looking that shit up, too. All right. Weekend box office is Ninja Turtles. Number one. That wasn't that, that had been out for a while. So new movies that uh, Ninja Turtles came out the week before. So new movies was Ernest Goes to Jail, The First Power, I Love You to Death, and Cry Baby. Okay, so it wasn't going up against much that week, but I mean it was going up against some heavy fucking hitters. Woman. Yeah, Ninja Turtles and Pretty Woman, <laughs> and like The Hunt for Red October, which was probably in its like who knows how many six. It was in its sixth week and it was like just yeah. under. <laughs> driving with driving miss daisy was number four it was in its 17th <laughs> so all right so you know whatever good for ernest goes to jail i can't believe ernest was a walt disney thing that's so crazy to me 
Are these on Disney Plus or no? I don't think so. That's fucking psychotic. Well, no, it's not. I guess it's very accurate. (laughs) Makes fucking sense. (laughs) Ty Burr, famous critic of Entertainment Weekly, said that the use of a full pot line in Ernest Goes to Jail makes it a worse film than the previous two Ernest installments, arguing that the Ernest character is best used in short gags and could never become a sympathetic hero. He gave the film a D. And for that, I almost just made a joke that would probably get me put on the list. I hate Ty Burr. (laughs) If you want to send Ty Burr hate mail for me, you can. Use my fucking full government name. Tell Ty Burr to go fuck himself, idiot. By the way, he says that like he's like, this is worse than the first two Ernest movies. I bet you he fucking shit all over the first two Ernest movies. Yeah, like the first two were cinema. Right, right. Like, fucking get a fucking grip. Fucking idiot. Is best used in short gags. When did he do that in the first two fucking movies? (laughs) Not He's on screen 99. Actually, the Christmas one, he's like on screen less, but the first movie, he's on screen 100% of the time. Can't get rid of the motherfucker. So this is 1990. Ernest is again a janitor, but this time at a bank. Chuck and Bobby are back at it again. This time security guards at a bank. And Bobby will last longer than Chuck in these movies. He'll be in Ernest goes, Ernest Ernest scared stupid and Ernest goes to school. And then after that, he never acts again. And the weird, the not weird, the interesting thing about these guys, they're all from Tennessee. They're all like, old school homies. All these dudes stayed in Tennessee, including Jim Varney, who never left Tennessee. He stayed in Tennessee his entire career because he, and he lived like 25 miles out from like town. He was out in the woods and he was like, why would I want to live in a fucking city? Like, he's like, it's exhausting. He's a country folk. Yeah. Yeah, And he was like, I just want to be out here. I'm so much happier out here. I think everyone needs this kind of like space to live in. And, like, that's so fucking sick that he did that. And he just made earnest movies and fucking cashed in. Yeah. Um, I love, I, the more I watch of Jim Varney, the more I love the guy. He just seems like such a stand-up guy. He really does. Really does. Now, that Bill Berg guy that we mentioned who plays Bobby, I, I suggest you go take a look at his Wikipedia page. 1,000% written by his family because it's literally the sweetest it is the sweetest Wikipedia page. Dude, it's like, hey, uh, it's like Bill doesn't drive anymore because he says he can walk around town because he's so close to the center of town. I'm like, who the fuck would know that other than his like <laughs> sister who's like, have you ever edited your Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah, I like that you're not crediting him. There's no way. No, there's a 0% chance he did. It's somebody else that's like, you know what Wikipedia is? Like, we should get, we, we got to update your page. Like, tell me about you. And he's like, I don't know. I don't drive. And she's like, okay, I'm going to put that, put that in. Says he does not drive as living downtown. Everything is in walking distance. And because of his sentiment that people of Tennessee don't know how to drive. Fair. Fair. Dude, it's like. Being born during the Great Depression meant limited food, and as a child, he was diagnosed with rickets. These are like only information his family would know. (laughs) Dude, occupations. (laughs) Dude, his family 100% wrote this. Occupations. 
actor, comedian, mailman, librarian. He is a librarian. That oh, after, oh, for real? after his last movie, he, he, he's like the most dedicated librarian of all time. What a fucking champion! I fucking love these guys. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's Bill Burt. Anyway, back to Ernest. He's great. He's great in this movie. Oh, he. This is this is like the peak Bobby. Bobby was pretty good in the last one, but this is like this is the Bobby I remember in my head from these old movies. Where he's just like, he's doing a lot of like physical acting and just acting like yeah. a straight up lunatic. And it's great. He, he has a target practice, a firing range in his house, right at the door. And he's shooting it as Ernest is walking in. And then he's, he's cooking, he's putting gingerbread men into his toaster and shooting it while people are eating at the table. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. This was very Pee Wee esque. Yes. This, this one's was nuts. This one's not heavily influenced by Pee Wee. Anyway, so Ernest is a janitor. Due to an accident with a floor cleaning thing, one of those floor cleaning machines, Ernest becomes Magneto and has magnetic powers, which causes everything in the bank to follow him around and fly at his head. Although it's just like kind of whenever it happens, it's not very consistent. <laughs> And that includes the safe unlocking itself. It's it's a whole thing. But his magnetism is lost when two bank lock boxes smash his face like a fucking sandwich. <laughs> a bit only done. Can you imagine writing a movie like this? It must be so funny being like, okay, now add a gag where things smash Ernest in the face and Jim Varney has to make like some crazy fucking voice and mouth thing like, oh my God. <laughs> somebody get that license plate we then meet nash who is a brutal and ruthless prisoner who we will find out is actually on death row death row (laughs) which is fucking nuts also everyone in this prison is wearing so much jewelry more jewelry than i've ever seen (laughs) in a fucking single movie let alone prison Everyone has prison and the most insane hair. Yes. Not a single fucking person in this prison has like just Tex Cobb's hair and facial hair. It's all of fame. It's crazy. And but somehow he looks exactly like that fucking guy from The Walking Dead. Oh, Merle? No. No. Wait. Tex Cobb is the redhead, right? Tex Cobb is the like the big brute in jail that ends he, up saving Ernest at the end. Yes, 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 dude. He's an Ace, he's an Ace Ventura when Ace Ventura is in the very beginning delivering that box, just kicking it all over the place. Dude, wait, Walking Dead, redhead. I don't know. Wait, you gotta see this fucking guy, Abraham. Look at these two. These two together. <laughs> okay, well now I'm seeing it. It's... <laughs> It's not great, but we'll, are you sharing it? Are you showing yeah, it? Yeah, I'm going to share in a second. I'm going to share right now for those for those of you that watch the video. I'm going to share this with Joey Jojo. So that's that's Tex Cobb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this guy. Ah, I see it. That's you got it. Yeah. Look at this the idiot. I mean, it's disgusting facial hair. That's, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> it's not great, and like a high top. So, yeah, we meet Nash. 
We also get a look at Ernest's house, which I just mentioned is very Pee-wee-esque. Gizmos and gadgets. He's got like a machine that washes the same outfit every day, but he's got like a million outfits. He just wears the same clothes every day. Various. Why is he doing that? I don't know. Very, their machine. Very, various gadgets and doodads, a full body dryer, the, the, the washing machine that like you could fit a human in. Yes. And we did not say uh, Nash is played by Jim Varney. Oh, yeah, sorry. Nash is Jim Varney. <laughs> Nash is Ernest, but with slick back hair. We're doing the evil yeah. Cartman bit on this one. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, Ernest is becoming, like, magnetized and randomly. He'll, like, touch something and become remagnetized. Yes. And that'll affect him. Now, that sounds like that movie's going in one direction. Until Ernest gets summoned to jury duty, and then we get to the real plot of the movie. All that other shit that we just talked about, not really necessary. I guess it was all for the magnetism angle, but that's a long time. Ernest gets summoned to jury duty. And probably one of the most psychotic but funniest Ernest moments of all time, when he's chewing the fucking pen... (laughs) The man is covered in black ink and is eating a pen and like shoving paper into his mouth and eating the paper. It is one of the most alarming (laughs) things you've ever seen an adult man do. And him trying to play it cool is his acting is actually like really good. It's It's like really fucking like he's he's embarrassed. Yeah. yeah, Like he's doing his. Yes. Right. Like you can see the underlying embarrassment. While he's trying to keep it together and just be like, trying to be like normal. He is covered in black ink. Like. And it's the grossest looking ink. Dude, ever. it's so vile. I don't know it's how so he got it looking, looking like that. It's so fucking vile. He's just chewing this like big wad of paper and he's got fucking ink all over. You just, <laughs> it's one of the most alarming sequences ever. And I love it. I love it so much. It's like all time earnest moment for me. However, Barlett, a prisoner who is on trial, he's a member of Nash's gang, sees Ernest and leans over to his lawyer and is like, that guy looks exactly like Nash. We should break out Nash, which I don't think you can say to a lawyer. Regardless of how tight you are with your lawyer, you can't be like, let's lure the jurors into prison and get Nash to escape. Dude, the plan is so convoluted. <laughs> it's psychotic. <laughs> and we're already like so far into like a weird thing where Ernest is now being called to jury duty in the middle of this movie. <laughs> and it's like not a jury duty movie. You know what I mean? Like it's like, who, who, what is right. this movie? <laughs> right. What is this that's, actually, that's honestly so funny. Like they couldn't, they had to get Ernest to jail. So what else to do, but you had summon to, him to jury duty. You had to add an extra step to bring him to jury duty to a plan that is like already fucking nuts. <laughs> like, Which, like, yeah, dude, you could have just had Nash ex- escape, escape, right? And then, and then go see Ernest bank. bumble, to go, go to like, see Ernest bumbling around the street with his contraption. Be like, that's, that's fucking Nash. Like <laughs> he's up to something diabolical. 
That's all you had to do. It's fucking nuts. It's a fuck. It's it is the most like not str- linear line of a story I've ever seen. It's all over the place, but I don't care. I actually really love this movie, and we'll rank these three at the end. But yeah, so so he tells this to his lawyer, who's like, "Okay, we're gonna ask the judge to bring all the jurors to the prison so they could see." where the incident took place. And the judge is like, absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> they bring all the jurors <laughs> to prison and there they conk Ernest on the head, Nash and him swap clothes, which by the way, are <laughs> the prison clothes are Ernest clothes minus the color of the undershirt. <laughs> That's correct. Not uh, more alarming than the prison guard uniforms. Dude, that yeah, guy with the shoulder pads. Purple, dude, they all have shoulder pads. There's a scene. So, so that one guy is like, why the fuck is he wearing that? But then at the end, there's like 12 of them with the exact same <laughs> outfit. <laughs> why is that happening? <laughs> I don't know. It's like a fever dream because it does not fit in with the rest of the movie. There's bright purple shoulder pads. Dude, and the lighting is like all blue and reds. In the jail, I just burped in the microphone. I'm not editing it. Fuck. Fuck. So anyway, so this is what they do. They knock out Ernest. They swap the bodies. Ernest is struggling for far too long to understand (laughs) that he is now in jail. (laughs) And is just like, oh, so this is what we're doing for the jury duty process. (laughs) Oh, I'm getting, uh, oh, lock me up so I get a taste for it. (laughs) It takes him like 15 minutes in this movie to be like, wait, I'm in jail. And you're like, holy shit. This is nuts. Yeah. Ernest finally gets it though, but has trouble adjusting. And they're also still pretending he's Nash. Yes. And they convince Ernest to pretend he's Nash still. And I don't. Yeah. Well, because the other. There's only two guys that are in on it. Right. So the other prisoners, plus Nash, like, runs shit. So if they knew that it wasn't really Nash, they would lose control. Oh, that's true. Okay. So, yeah. So that's why, like, they, they rigged the arm wrestling match that Ernest has. Yeah. Okay. But we do get, when, when they tell Ernest, like, hey, you got to play this guy, Nash, we do get a fourth wall break and Ernest doing a whole bunch of impressions, the best of which, Stallone. Dude. Doing it. Quoting Rambo, which which Charles Napier is the warden in this movie, who's in Rambo, and the and the line that Jim, the line that Ernest is saying, directly references that character that Charles Napier. Oh, that's is. awesome! That's, that's awesome because you know he did that on purpose. No doubt. That scene is also insane because it's just rapid fire impressions, and I'm not rapid entirely fire. sure why. <laughs> and and, he, and he's doing like Bogart and James Cagney, which again, this is 1990. There's not a single kid. 1990 Disney movie. movie. Those who James Cagney is. <laughs> he also is like I. I'm a great soap carver, and he m- manufactures a fucking assault rifle out of a bar of soap, <laughs> and threatens a guard with it. But thankfully, it becomes limp, and, <laughs> and the guard is just like you. Anyway, Nash is also having trouble adjusting, 
but is also getting ahead in life, whereas Ernest failed. Ernest's, and I'm using the love interest in quotes here, love interest here, because again, it's, it's very plutonic, even though Ernest has feelings for her. But Nash is able to get a kiss on the cheek from her, whereas Ernest failed in that. And, you know, Nash is walking around with a lot of confidence. Yeah, Ernest is a pushover. Doesn't stand up for himself. Yeah, Nash. <laughs> Can you imagine an escaped murderer from death row having to deal with those fucking idiots at the bank Dude. like that? They would be murdered so fast. Chuck and Bobby killed immediately. <laughs> immediately, You're constantly walking out to like flicking him on the back of the head, flicking his ears. <laughs> Ernest also tries to escape. He's coming up with tra- ways to try and get out of prison. One of them is to dress up as Aunt. What is her name? Aunt- Auntie Nelda. 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 I always think it's N- Edna. N- Nelda. Well, because that's because Edna is a real name and Nelda is not. So that's an easy mistake to make. <laughs> Auntie Nelda uh, is in. He dresses up as her in prison and is like, I need to get out of here. And the guard's like, Wait a minute. How'd, <laughs> How'd you get, get in the jail? <laughs> and then. Her breasts fall out because they were two ball and chains, which <laughs> not a thing in jail. <laughs> or or nineteen ninety. Or nineteen ninety. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. From there, Ernest, I mean again, lots of bits, lots of like Ernest bits, right? Gags and stuff. But after that, Ernest finds out he's going to be executed, <laughs> which is nuts. <laughs> and even more nuts, Sean, not only does he find like that would be nuts, right? To reveal that your main Disney character is on death row and is in jeopardy of being executed. That's nuts. But what's even more nuts is. They carry through with this execution. Ernest, Ernest, there's no pardon. He doesn't escape. They execute Ernest. (laughs) Dude, dude, Ernest is like, how much time do I have? They're like, oh, it's tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And he comes to terms. We said this earlier. He comes to terms with his death. And he gives like a monologue on it about like, (laughs) <laughs> it's honestly like very heartfelt and like thought provoking what he's saying like holy shit yeah and then the, the guy comes like time to go and he's just crying i don't want to die i don't want to die so like <laughs> oh my god so like the juxtaposition of those two moments is actually way crazy i think they thought that that was funny and it kind of is but like when you really look at it it's like that's nuts because that is truly like probably what would happen. That's probably what I would go through is I would finally come to terms with it. And then the moment they took me out of that cell, I would be like, Wait, I don't, please I don't do kill this. me. Yeah. It honestly like gave me a pit. Yeah, <laughs> me, too. <laughs> me too. It like hurt my heart. <laughs> I drag Ernest away to be killed. <laughs> Which again, they strap him in an electric chair and, and execute him. But it, but it does not work. Our hero does not die because he has the ability to absorb electricity and magnetism. Which Correct. Not sure really how the two relate, but 
That is what happens to old well, people. It gets it gets less relatable when Ernest suddenly starts just being able to float and fly. <laughs> but anyway, they they kill Ernest. But and, but while that's happening, Nash is at home again. You want to talk about a Disney movie? Nash attempts to rape his coworker. At Ernest's house. He lures her to his home and forces himself on her and is only broken up by Ernest's dog who intervenes, thankfully. And Rimshot. And and the <laughs> and the the coworker is able to escape. And he takes Rimshot by the scruff and throws the dog in the trash. <laughs> this might he be one of the stay. most where he will stay until Ernest comes back at the very end. I'm like, Rimshot, what are you doing in here? Rimshot shows up at the bank for no reason at the end. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's all true. This is a children's movie. Just a reminder. Anyway, Ernest survived the execution and has become a walking magnet and is also walking like Frankenstein, but then realizes his powers and starts, you know, Killing people with electricity, or, or trying to, attempting to kill people. <laughs> yes. And also during this, every like 45 seconds, he has like a tremor, like a tremor jolt of electricity. Yes. That after like the second one, I was like, we don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> Just have him walk. I, I don't need to see this anymore. And it happens like 45 times in this fucking scene. He'll just stop and be like, blah, 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 and then just continue walking. And we have to sit through that. <laughs> also, this movie's only an hour and 20 minutes. So they were pressed for. <laughs> I mean, it honestly ends pretty abruptly. So I don't know <laughs> it really does. <laughs> It really does. So Ernest has those. He's about to escape when he is confronted by, I forget the guy's name, Barlet. He's confronted by Barlet, who's like, you're not going anywhere because, again, this would fuck up Nash's plan. But that is interrupted by our man, Lyle. Played by, what's his name? You know. Tex Cobb. Tex Cobb. Lyle shows up and is like, Ernest is a good dude. He's go. He's going through, and he forces Ernest to leave. And Ernest is like, "You should come with me." <laughs> and Tex Cobb proceeds to give a Shawshank speech about how he doesn't belong on the outside world. <laughs> Again, he a does. children's movie. He a does. children's movie. <laughs> what a heavy concept. He's like, you just walk through that door. He's like, "There's nothing out there for me, man." <laughs> He's like, I'm better off in here. Like, only good people like you to belong out. You're like, Jesus fucking Christ. This is fucking nuts. I'm actually talking about this. I'm changing my personal ranking of the top of, of these. Uh, okay. I want to know how this swayed it so badly. But Nash reveals himself as the robber to everyone that he works with finally. He's, he's knocked out. Uh, Chuck and Bobby 
he which, had which, which is funny because he's like you two i'm going to rob this bank and those two bumbling idiots like can't get it through their heads <laughs> like okay buddy <laughs> okay <you're... laughs> has all the weapons <laughs> showing him what they're doing that's actually a funny part of this nash is like constantly just telling everyone what he's going to do and everyone's like well oh, fucking earnest what a fucking goofy idiot <laughs> Which is the right reaction. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and wait, is Charlotte? Charlotte is the name of the woman, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he also ties up Charlotte, who is like, Ernest, why are you doing this? And he finally reveals himself to not be Ernest and to be Nash. And <laughs> a great moment where he's like, do you think Ernest could set up a bomb or knock out these two fucking idiots? And he's like, have you seen how clean the floors are? And I love that fucking jab. And she looks at the floors and is like, oh yeah. Like that's what she looks at. And it's like, oh yeah, you're not Ernest. Because Ernest <laughs> can't even clean the fucking floors correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like the ultimate bash on Ernest in that moment. And she, that's what she looks at. She looks at the floors and is like, oh yeah, fuck. Like you're not fucking, you're not fucking Ernest. You're competent at your job. The one task that you have. <laughs> but finally, Ernest who is broken out comes face to face with Nash and they have a showdown at the bank. And Ernest's dog is there somehow. But anyway, Ernest magnetic ability comes back to life which somehow allows him to levitate now <laughs> levitate and and shoot lightning out of his fingers and also fly and also get bounced like a basketball because nash <laughs> takes his head and is bouncing his head off the floor like a basketball <laughs> you know, this movie fucking rocks <laughs> i agree i agree <laughs> <laughs> uh, the end scene is so goofy like i can't believe it was dude, filmed right the, the this, this fight this, this final fight <laughs> the end of this the very end of this is fucking crazy so he disarms nash right <laughs> wait how does because Ernest? how what does he do Oh, oh, he just knocks him out. That's all he does with the fucking floor thing. That's what I thought, but that just seemed very <laughs> anticlimactic. But that is it. He knocks Nash out and then takes the bomb. And now not only can he levitate, he can just fly. <laughs> and Ernest, much like Iron Man in the Avengers, flies into the stratosphere with the bomb. And we see an explosion. <laughs> Did Ernest survive? I mean, obviously- once again, everybody, all, all the characters on screen are like, well, Ernest is dead. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> they are devastated. And Nash recovers and he holds everyone at gunpoint again. But before he can do anything, Ernest falls from space. (laughs) 
lands on Nash. <laughs> and then gets up and looks at the camera. Just, dude, like, again, like a human cartoon covered in, not even covered in, dude, like, dude, chart. <laughs> like, coughs up smoke and goes, I came, I saw, I got blowed up. And then that is how the movie ends. That's that's the end. That's the end. (laughs) Did Nash go back to jail? Was Nash executed, which we've learned is his fate. Like, like, and Nash is a bad guy. Like, don't get me wrong, but like really thinking about that, like how would you end that? Like Nash goes back to jail and to be killed. Like, (laughs) Ending it that abruptly with him saying that and fainting. <laughs> I came, I saw, I got blowed up. Which is something I still say to this day. I still quote that. That is it for our first three Ernest movies. That's Ernest Goes to Jail. What a fucking movie. How are we ranking these? All right. All right. Christmas is number one. That's That was, that was my silence. Christmas was number okay. one. I had camp next. Uh-huh. Talking about jail, I am putting, I am putting jail as number two. I'm putting jail as number two because listen, camp has John Vernon, which mm-hmm. we already talked about, and he's a much better villain, and he acts. And camp, camp is more put together. Camp at least tries to yes. be a film. Jail does not. That's why I originally had it. But camp also has. Gee, I'm glad it's raining, and. Jail does not. And jail really leans heavily into the human cartoon aspect. So for yeah. those two reasons, I'm switching them. I'm so a- going Christmas, jail, camp. Okay. I wish I didn't have to rank Christmas because to it's me, it's really cr- like an outlier. Christmas movies are like a separate thing. Christmas, I would have to give, I see, I don't know. I think I would go. Christmas has the most earnest earnest. We, we, we established that. So as an earnest movie, I have to give it number one. Okay. Actually, I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay. So, okay. I will, I will give you that Christmas one. Yeah. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go Christmas jail camp because Fair. those are truly like the most earnest movies at the beginning. Actually, I would, I would, there's a tie there with jail and I, I just hate giving Christmas the number one spot. You don't have to, it's our fucking rules. <laughs> no, I know. But like, it is like, it's the best earnest movie. Like hands down. It's the best earnest it is. movie. It, like it really is. Like I can't even lie. <laughs> I mean, jail, listen, listen, jail's pretty fucking. If we were being unbiased. If we were being unbiased, yeah. jail's a fucking nightmare, right? It's just, just, just a fucking mess. Yeah, no, for but, sure. <laughs> I can't, I can't even say as no, I, I can't even say as an earnest movie, it's good because, because camp is an earnest movie because it's just earnest being a bubbling idiot. Camp is a much Jelly goes to outer space and blows up. <laughs> And falls down in the same spot. Which he gets there by flying to. A power not seen in the movie until that moment. 
fuck. Imagine the writer's room for this. What a fucking wild. What a wild scene. All right. Oh, we got to wrap this up. Oh, my God. It's so late. Yeah. I wanted to do a Patreon episode, but we can't. If you're around this weekend, let's record one. Yeah, let's record one this weekend. Because I have I have the standing categories I want to talk about. And I also decided something to do, which would be fun to do every year, is rank every movie we covered. Oh, shit. All right. And I have the list. I have the list. And rank them... Let's let's do it. I mean, it's 52 movies. Well, it's actually a little more because of the Hellraiser thing. But yeah, it's it's interesting to to read the 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 names of the movies. But like, I wanna I wanna do a ranking of them. I should send it to you in advance so we. Can... I always like my prepare. favorite thing is to surprise <laughs> you. My favorite thing is to surprise you. It's like I'm like oh, I just want to surprise Joe with this. But then I'm like lately I've been like you know what I think it would make better. I like the surprise. It would probably be better podcasting if I just told you what was what I was planning on doing. So that way you're not like, oh, I wish I knew this. So I could have an answer to what you what the fuck you're talking about. Why start now? (laughs) Anyway, I just sent you the list of all the movies we have. And then we'll go over standing categories and hopefully do that in like March. And we'll 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 do that. And maybe we we should do like maybe like a contest for like the ratings of the movies. And if you somehow land on our top 10 or something like that, because it's going to be fucking hard. If you land on our top 10, probably in any order. <laughs> it, dude, that, is, that is a good challenge because you know what? <laughs> it's going to go directly against what we said on, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> We fucking bash it. Like, oh, I think gonna, this is number one. They're gonna be like, you literally said this was the best movie ever made, <laughs> and we'll rank it dead last. <laughs> There's some fucking good movies in there that I totally forgot about, but Congo was this year. Was it? Yeah. April? Yeah. Are we doing that again? <laughs> I think we're running out of ape movies. Oh, no, no, we're not. We have all the Planet of the Apes movies, but, mm. you know. Ed? Well, we we have been threatening everyone with a Dunstan Jackson. Dunstan Jackson, Ed double feature, double live show. <laughs> fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> we're the fucking worst. Anyway. So what's that Ronald Reagan movie? It's a monkey. Bonzo, Bonzo goes to Pittsburgh. Bonzo. I think it's a Ramon song. What is, that is what, a Ramon what, song. What is the uh, movie gonna? I Ronald, Ronald Reagan, Reagan mo- monkey, monkey movie. Bedtime for Bonzo. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Seems like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Stills. This movie sucked. This movie. It's, for, it's Ronald and Bonzo reading books together. <laughs> Dude, oh, you know what? I'm back on board. Bonzo wears bifocals and answers to the <laughs> Bonzo for sure murdered somebody on set, I feel like. but Dude, look at Bonzo. Look at all. Bonzo fucking rules. 
Here, I'm sending it in the chat. Oh man. <laughs> this fucking guy. I'll pull that up for those of you watching while we wrap this up. But oh for fuck's sake. Anywho. So that's it. Next week we are doing what are we doing? We're doing uh, uh Scared Stupid Rise Again and what's next after that? School? I think it's the school one. It's yeah, because then the other one. Yeah, it's scared stupid, scared stupid rides again and goes to school. Then after that is our live show, so there's no episode that week. And then we'll do Slam Dunk Ernest. <laughs> Ernest goes to Africa and Ernest in the Army. That's a tough. That's tough. For the horror show. Well, hey, you know what? You want horror? You got, you got it. All right, that's it, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you then. Live show the 20th, patreon.com slash I hate horror. You can get the uh, Patreon bonus episodes. And now with all the holidays out of the way, we should be able to record more of those. We've been kind of slacking lately, but we'll be back on it. We're yeah. going to do Stanny categories and this rating thing. I don't think the next episode we're going to rank them, but we will, I think we'll start the process of thinking about going through all the movies and kind of thing. And then getting your feedback. You know what I mean? Message us, email us, let us know what you think about the top movies and we'll do it there. And that's patreon.com slash I hate horror sign up there. And one thing we don't promote ever because we don't do anything ever to, to try and make money. But on Patreon, I think about this all the time. One thing we don't promote is even at the lowest tier, Patreon is ad-free episodes. And we are loaded with ads now, baby. So if you want an ad-free experience, head on over to Patreon. And even at the $5 tier, you're getting the commercial-free experience. And then, you know, the next tier, you get the, the videos and the live shows and all of that. So join us over there, patreon.com slash or we're on, we have merchandise and we are still working on our new merch that's coming out soon. That's going to be a pre-order. We've decided to do go that way. We're going to do a pre-order an old school Sean shipping everything out method. So we'll keep you posted on that very soon. Very, very soon. So just keep an eye out on that. And you can find out about that on Instagram at I hate horror and Joe, where can they find you? Instagram boognish1985. And if you want some of our other designs, we have those over at the horrorshowstore.com. So check that out. And that is it for Ernest part one. Thank you all for joining us. Appreciate it. I hope, I hope even if you're a horror fan, you enjoyed talking about Ernest P. Worrell, who truly is a fucking nightmare. So yeah, <laughs> he is a horror. Yeah. So there you have it. So thanks to Joe. Thanks to all of you for listening. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios.
Dice.